okay, let me start over. Sorry about that. Okay, so, uh, thank, and thank you to Ryan O'Toole for helping me I figure that sound thing. Um, so I do have the chat room open if anyone wants to join me. So let me start over. So basically, like, my, uh, I wanted to do this, this live chat because I wanted to talk about the, the upcoming Pixar movie, Coco, because I love Pixar, and I love Disney, obviously, and I love animation, and I, I, I want to stay out from the beginning. I don't think that this will be a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think that there are signs that it might be a little bit of a disappointment, and so I'm just sort of gearing myself up for that and sort of thinking about that, and I'll explain why I'm a little worried. And this could be totally nothing, because there were signs that that Wonder Woman was going to be disappointing, and I loved Wonder Woman so much. And so, obviously, you can't always go by this, but nevertheless, I just felt like talking about it, and I have a channel, so why not? Um, so, so, so far for, for Coco, leading up to the release, they've had a teaser, and they've had two trailers. I don't think any of them have been particularly strong. I think the strongest has been the teaser, um, and I, I think that that had a certain degree of awe to it. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's just like Book of Life. I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with similar world building or similar themes. That didn't bother me at all. I thought that that had a little bit of sort of uh, awe. And uh, so uh, that, that I thought was a good start, was the teaser trailer. Then they released this first full trailer. And I thought it was, frankly, really bad. Uh, they have this really weird narration <laughs> that uh, seemed like something out of a 90s movie. Like, this very weird, like, Miguel is a boy, but he uh, wants to play music. I can't remember what the words were, but there's this weird narration that wasn't a Latino voice as the narrator. That might have made a little bit of sense, but uh, this is just very old school, strange narration that I thought was so out of place. And the, the, the imagery was beautiful and it looked fun, but I don't know, I just found that so strange. So that was the first trailer that I, I really didn't like. And then we get this second trailer yesterday and I was hoping that this would be great because I felt like so little marketing on Coco. I haven't seen, they're not releasing the merchandise until the end of October, October 22nd is when they announced it. And they, they haven't been, they did do uh, the, uh, the little short about the dog and his lunch. Uh, and so, you know, that, that was cute. That was good. Uh, so then this trailer comes out. I went to D23, they played one of the songs, uh, uh, Remember Me, and it is written by Kristen Lopez from Frozen fame, the song, and they have other songs, I think there's like six, seven songs in this movie. The whole point of the movie and the story is about music, and the love of music, and how he wants to play music, and that's what gets him to travel into the, uh, into the afterlife. And so you think that they would be promoting the music. That's what this movie is about, is music. And, uh, and so we get this trailer, 
trailer was reused stuff that we had already seen in the first trailer. There you go. But they don't have the word narration. But then about a minute into the trailer, they play Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb. And I am just baffled. I don't understand why they would pick this song. It's not a Disney song. It's not a Pixar song. It's not about guitar playing. Like, say, the guitar gently weeped in Kubo. I know that's not technically guitar, but it's pretty close. I think that that song made way more sense tonally, made way more sense to the story, why you would play that there. That song is actually in the credits of the movie. So, okay, it makes a little bit more sense. Now, and, and that... That movie isn't about music, okay? And so here you have a chance to show at least one of your songs or have the background be music from the score. They recorded it. We know they have with Michael Giacchino. And so you have a movie about music, about someone who loves music, about a whole culture, and you pick a song about, uh, about uh, that's a pop song that isn't Latino at all, Mexican at all, and that is about a symphony, which there are no guitars in symphonies. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. It's so weird. And, and like, it just as point of contrast, I went back and looked to see. So Moana, they released the first trailer with music in June, okay? And, and they came out, it also came out at Thanksgiving. And so you had all summer for people to be sort of singing the song and to be, and it was so smart because they released it on the day of the Tony Awards, which would have had Lin-Manuel Miranda and would have had, you know, all this momentum. And so here they, they could have released it. It's, I don't know, on, they could have released one song or a clip. All that we've gotten from Coco, as far as music, if you weren't at D23, is uh, is a little, I guess maybe a little bit of music uh, in the teaser when he's watching TV and you can hear him playing just a tiny bit, but that's that's about it. And and we've gotten to make it weirder. So we have them originally. Olaf's Frozen Adventure was going to be a TV special, and I you know I love Frozen. I'm not a, and. So I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big Frozen fan. I have no problem with this short being made, and panel on Olaf's Frozen Adventure, and it looks like it's going to be really fun, really quality for Christmas. I think people are, are actually going to like it a lot more than they think. <coughs> the songs are actually really good, well written, and I, I think people are just going to really enjoy it. It's very sweet, and at least from what I saw. So they, this is going to be a short on ABC. So they decide to add it on a 22-minute short. They decide to add to Coco. Now, that, okay, whatever. They've done that before. It's been a long time since they've had such a long short in front of a feature film. Uh, it's been since, like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Prince and the Popper or something like that before. Uh, uh, you know, films before they, they did the release of, of Rescuers and they had um, Prince and the Popper before it. And, you know, they've, they've done that a few times, but this is long. And, uh, and I think in the case of those cases, they were actually like Chris, Mickey's Christmas Carol was, was before 
re-release and uh, maybe that wasn't before the rest groups. anyway uh, but that was planned from the beginning that that would be before it wasn't something changed kind of last minute somewhat last minute a couple uh, things anyway and so they change it and they add it before okay uh, you figure that they either they either are worried that nobody's gonna come see this movie oh, my microphone keeps cutting out huh darn it that's why I hate Google Hangouts Shoot. Um, let's see. Is it working? Okay. Um, anyway, well, I'll just keep going. Anyway, so they they add it to this uh, to Coco, and they're either worried that the box office isn't there for uh, for Coco, that people aren't going to go see it which they have hardly marketed at all, so why would people go see it? Or they're worried that it's not good, and so they need to add something to it that's not gonna get you know, good reviews, that's not gonna have the appeal, whatever, I don't know, and so they add Olaf to help for one of those things. Let's assume that it is good, and they're just worried about the box office. Well, it's still frustrating to me, because they have released three pretty long clips from Olaf's Frozen Adventure, and they haven't released anything from any of the songs for Coco. And so why, it doesn't make sense. Why are they hiding this movie? Again, they released, um, it's, they released Moana, a song, just, it doesn't have to be, I understand that you want like some of the songs to be saved and you want it to be revealed. I just think one small clip, <laughs> that's all it takes in a trailer as a background song. I don't think that would spoil anything. And I, it just, it's just so weird. I don't understand what they're doing. I hate to say this, but are they hiding it because they think Coco won't do well? I I, just, I think so. I feel like I have seen enough Disney marketing campaigns to know movies that they have faith in and to know movies that they don't have faith in. And they are just not marketing this movie. And I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Why not? It's a Pixar movie. It's a Thanksgiving. What are they waiting for? And, I mean, you have a song by Kristen Lopez. Like, that's still pretty... Big name, it's still a pretty big deal. And again, I'm just talking about like, it's probably a minute of the song you could have in the background instead of Bittersweet Symphony. What the heck? Or at least have a Latino song, <laughs> like have something that makes sense. It's so weird, I don't get it, I don't understand. And I I mean, why don't they have the voice actors on on all the shows kind of talking this up and pumping this out. I know they're not like as big a names as like your Ellen DeGeneres or your, you know, but like Benjamin Bratt, like uh, whoever, like they could get out there. They could be talking it up. We could have spots on the Disney channel. We could be having like, I don't know. There's just a million things that they could do. Even just on social media, they could be talking this movie up way more and that's free. Social media is free. <laughs> so, so like, why aren't they, why are they talking about it more? It's, it's, I don't know. I'm just so, I'm so confused because well, Pixar movie, 
what is going on? And yes, Pixar has had trouble with trailers in the past, but I don't know. There's never been any that have just completely befuddled me as much as this movie and this marketing campaign. And it was just, Oscar says, I feel like we saw more of The Good Dinosaur before its release than Coco. And I agree. The Good Dinosaur trailers actually had, like, a certain degree of gravitas and, like, you know, what would happen before the, the, uh, if, the if the dinosaurs never died? You know, it's just, like, this big question. And you got to see the beautiful animation. So I, I think they actually did better in marketing that film than this film. And... I don't know. I just can't figure out that music choice. It was so befuddling to me. So weird. And like I said, it might be an amazing film. I just, I just don't, I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm worried that it'll be disappointing. And, uh, cause this year has been so disappointing. Reese's maybe they're not doing much marketing so that when people see it, expectations won't be as high and it'll surprise them. <laughs> the secret to happiness in life is low expectations. Yeah, that is my motto. That is my motto. But uh, I, I just hope that enough people, because it's so ironic because the last two original films from, from Pixar, everyone's always complaining that all they're doing is sequels. But how does, do people expect them to want to do original films if, if they put out films and people don't even give them a shot? Like, you can, maybe you don't like The Good Dinosaur, that's fine, but, like, a lot of people didn't even give it a shot, didn't even watch it, didn't even give it a try to see if they liked it. And, uh, and so this movie, I mean, I was talk I've talked to a lot of people that aren't in the animation bubble and they don't even know this movie's coming out. They have no idea what's Coco. I have no idea. And I was just talking to Amber. I did a podcast with my friend Amber last night. She had no idea. She never heard of it before. And so I, that's, I think a pretty common sentiment. And, uh, you know, you look at like, it just boggles my mind that you had, the amount of the amount of advertising for something like Beauty and the Beast, when you had like fairly weak music, in my opinion, in Beauty and the Beast, the the actual singing performing, uh, weak music, and you, how much they put out there, and here you have to be better than that, and we just heard nothing of it, and so yeah, it could be either a you know sort of gearing up for low expectations. It could be that they don't have faith in it. It could be just they're being stupid. I don't know. Um, but like I said, I was worried about Wonder Woman and it ended up being amazing. So you, you don't know, but I, I just can't figure out that trailer. I thought it was so weird. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and even, and I, I think they, they also have to like, make the extra step, I think, to advertise this movie because I think some parents are going to be worried that it's too scary for their kids. I, I think that, that with the, the skeleton faces and the, 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 the sort of the scary, it looks scary. And so I think that they actually have to, I think Bittersweet Symphony is not the choice for selling sort of your scary looking movie to you know, parents of young kids who are maybe a little worried. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, and but having having Frozen before that is definitely a smart thing as far as maybe that age, young kids are going to really want to go see that. 
And so they'll, uh, you know, but I, I think some parents are going to be concerned seeing those skeletons for sure. Uh, if it's too scary for, for little kids. So anyway, that's sort of my thoughts. Uh, do any of you guys in the chat have any questions that you'd like me to answer? Let's see. Uh, Reese does say, I can see why you think this because of the trailers. They haven't been too good, and Frozen is definitely a head-turner. So who knows? I'm still excited either way. Yeah, I'm still excited for the film. I still... Uh, very hopeful that it will be great. But uh, I see Oscars. Let's see. Reese says, let's think of Pixar. She, uh, the, the last three non sequels, Brave, Inside Out, and The Good Dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, Inside Out did well, uh, but it was a pretty spectacular movie. Uh, but uh, the, the marketing wasn't that great for that either. It was a little confusing. It was a hard movie to market. This, this movie, Coco, doesn't seem like it should be as hard as Inside Out. But, uh, you know, Brave had a brilliant marketing campaign, actually. Uh, it, it was part of the reason why the movie was kind of disappointing, speaking to your earlier point about high expectations, because the, the trailer for Brave was actually great. And so it really disappoints me, but uh, if it really disappoints me, but one's best anime feature just because it's Pixar, imagine the commotion it, it would cause. The only, like Brave versus Rick Ralph. The only difference is that there's like no competition this year. So, I mean, it'd have to be pretty bad, I feel like, unless they're going to like break tradition and give it to an indie, which would be awesome, or an anime. Uh, I mean, it would have to be pretty bad to be to lose to like the boss baby or like, I don't know. <laughs> So, I mean, that's the difference between, like, 2012 was such a great year that, that Brave won. Like, there were, like, four other movies that were better than, I mean, I think uh, Paranorman was better, Frankenweenie was better, Wreck-It Ralph was better, even though I'm not as high on that as some. So, uh, the Reese says, I have a massive feeling that Ferdinand is going to surprise people. I hope so. I wasn't thrilled with the last trailer. It made it feel extremely generic to me. Uh, but I hope so. I love Blue Sky. Actually, aside from the Ice Age sequels, I've liked all of their movies. I think that they take more creative risk than they are given credit for. And they, uh, I don't know. So, yeah. Um, I think Blue Sky uh, is, is a good studio. I like them. And so I'm hopeful for Ferdinand. Uh, let's see. So this Lego Ninjago or My Little Pony, the movie, haven't come out yet. And Lego Batman is very well liked. So, yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I kind of forget about Lego Batman uh, sometimes. And I did love Captain Underpants. Uh, but I, I just I can't imagine a world where we're at the Oscars and the, the thing opens and Captain Underpants. With, I just can't. Uh, I don't see that happening. Um, uh, but Lego Ninjago, I don't know if you guys saw some of the clips for that. That was sort of interesting. I kind of wish they had kept uh, kept the uh, cat thing a, a secret. It, but uh, oh, it looks that made me more intrigued because I I haven't been that interested in Lego Ninjago for some reason. It just hasn't caught my attention. But like the cat clip was like, oh my gosh, this could be really weird and different and and kind of fun. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, so, 
Uh, let's see. Oscar says, Boss Baby just book me three out. Don't have a chance. Yeah, no way. Uh, and of course, Emoji Movie, no chance. Uh, I mean, I would love, of course, I would love nothing more than either Silent Voice or uh, The Breadwinner. Even though I haven't seen it, it looks, everything I've heard about it is amazing. And I think that if there was ever a, had a shot at winning, I think it's the breadwinner because it's got G kids behind it, which is very active in promoting their films before the Academy. And it has Angelina Jolie as sort of its <laughs> a producer and patron saint or whatever. And so I think that it's possible, but unlikely. So, uh, but uh, that would be so cool. Of course, if a indie film actually won best animated film, because they certainly deserve it sometimes in my opinion, but, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, Lego, Lego Batman was good. Uh, the, uh, I mean, it would be a shocker if, if Cars 3 is better than Coco and I liked Cars 3. I enjoyed it very much, but definitely going into this year, the, the assumption was, is that that's going to be kind of their throwaway movie and that Coco is going to be their artistic masterpiece. I don't know. I'm not, 100% convinced that that will it will play out that way. I I I'm I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm really worried and you know if if we were to get to Oscar time and it was Cars 3 that got nominated and not Coco, that would be such a huge surprise. So, yeah. But but we did also get he brings uh, Oscar brings up My Little Pony and we did get a My Little Pony trailer yesterday. And I actually liked that trailer much more than the uh, than the Coco trailer because I felt like the My Little Pony trailer was much more confident in like <laughs> that this is like nostalgia this is old-fashioned Saturday morning kind of storytelling we've got an old-fashioned kind of villain we've got our main six they looked a lot of fun my only worry with the My Little Pony movie is that I feel like they are focusing too much on Pinkie Pie and I would pull back on her a little bit because she can be a little I love, she's great, but I, I don't know. I'm just, I would rather than focus on other characters uh, than her. Uh, but that's really my, I thought it was bright. It was fun. It was sparkly. It, it, it's just sold it. This is what it is. And I could have done with less of this celebrity voice casting because it, you know, thing that they did in the trailer. Because in my opinion, the, the celebrities of My Little Pony movie are the ponies, are the main six. And so I would have rather have them spend time on the trailer talking about each of the six. But for what it was, I thought it was actually a good My Little Pony, the movie trailer. So I know it's sort of interesting how that works. I, I like the animation. It's, it feels very nostalgic. Uh, and I, 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 it, it just feels sort of old school different. And anyway, so I'm actually looking forward to My Little Pony. And I, I like the marketing that they've done so far. So um, let's see here. Uh, Reese says, Captain Underpants is definitely one of the biggest surprises ever. I loved it. And this is another news. I just thought I'd inform you that I've only got Doctor Strange left in my Marvel watch. My favorite is Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah, that one's really good. Hard to argue. My my favorite Marvel is still the Avengers. I, I just love it. So um, let's see. Oscar says, uh, hopefully it's just a lack of confidence on Disney's part because that's always better than an actual disappointing product. I still think it'll be the most lauded animated film of 2017. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that that is the case. I'm hoping it's the case of we don't know how, how to market it. We're just being 
we're not doing our jobs very well <laughs> and that it's actually a really good film because I felt a little bit that way with Pete's Dragon, which I ended up loving, and I didn't feel like they did a very good job marketing that film, and it didn't end up doing that well uh, for what it should have done, uh, in my opinion, because it was really good. But I felt like Disney just didn't quite know what to do with it as far as the marketing. And um, so I don't know. I, I hope that that's that's probably the most likely case. I, I mean, Leon Grick has made uh, made Twister three, which was great, uh, and I I I I'm just I think it sounds like a really sweet, wonderful movie, and so I'm still excited. And I like the character designs a lot, and I really like I like the look of the skeletons and stuff. So. <laughs> Reese says, I, I kind of want the Emoji movie to win an Oscar just to see people's uproar of a reaction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Razorwire reviews, hey, welcome. It says, Oscar Best Anime Feature next year should be your name, Kimi no Nawa. Yes. I wish that they hadn't tried to market it last year because they, they had it in like two theaters in L.A. or something like that in December. I wish that they had just waited because I, I really think that your name would be nominated this year just with the competition being so different. And so, uh, bummer. I, I wish there was some way that because it was released in the U.S. this year that we could nominated. But I, I would still be thrilled with a silent voice. Um, got nominated because I think that was really good too. Not as good as your name, but it was still really good. So yeah, I love your name so much. Um, let's see, Rick says, I kind of want the Emoji Movie to win an Oscar just to see people's uproar of a reaction. <laughs> and let's see, Oscar says, as well as Pete's Dragon, Bridge to Terabithia had a very weird marketing approach when it was released. Yeah, I remember that. I'm trying to think what other ones uh, that they just for some reason, don't quite know what to do with Disney. And so it just gets kind of bumbled. But uh, it, it's frustrating when you see that they have assets to use to market something, like music in this case, and they don't use it. <laughs> it's so weird to me. And so I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting situation. It's an interesting situation. And... Yeah, I don't know, but I hope that uh, I hope it's good. I assume it will be good. Uh, you know, you you also saw them kind of mess up with Princess and the Frog. That movie wasn't marketed very well, so they have had their past of of problems uh, with marketing. So, um, and they they've had some issues with culturally specific movies too, as far as Disney goes, uh, with struggling to kind of mar market them like Princess and the Frog or, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's an interesting situation. So, all right, well, I think that's good. Probably go back to work, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully it'll be good, but that's just kind of what I wanted to talk about, why I'm worried about Coco. So thanks for joining, I really appreciate it. And, uh, oh yeah, Queen of Conway, that's a great example of oh, that movie. It was so good, and they just botched it, completely botched it. So anyway, all right, yeah, that's thank you so much for being on the chat, and uh, let me know in the comment section what you think about Coco, and uh, so thanks so much, and uh, I will talk to you all later. Bye!